1: And across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. Day three of Inside Eagles Camp, uh, Camp a recap uh, with Johnny Mack. Uh, we started this thing, Johnny Mac, three days ago. Uh, in some ways, perhaps for you, uh, it feels like it was two or three weeks ago. <laughs> Long days, early starts, and a lot unfolding in front of you and a lot to cover Here on this Friday, day three, but let's begin the way we always do with the John McMullen synopsis of Eagles camp day three, and then we'll get into some of the details.
2: Well, I think it's a pretty easy synopsis today, Krause, because it comes from the head coach and Nick Sirianni stopped practice today about an hour in uh, and kind of chastises players uh, for a sloppy practice. And you could hear it from the sidelines. You could hear him raising his voice and uh, telling the guys to finish strong. Uh, After practice, Ryan Kerrigan and Darius Slay both uh, confirmed that he wasn't happy with the way things were going. uh, And he told them about it. Maybe, uh, though, it was understandable because today was a veteran's day. So a lot of the over 30 players uh, were given the day off. And that means on the offensive side of the ball, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz, uh and, and so on, on the defensive side of the ball, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and Ryan Kerrigan and Darius Slay. So those guys weren't out there practicing, and you could see those guys weren't out there practicing because it wasn't great. Excuse the
1: ignorance of this question, John. Um, I've never covered a training camp. Is a Veterans Day a normal process? Three days in the camp?
2: Well, it's it's sort of the new world. It's more normal than it used to be, as always, Grousey. And uh, you know, Doug Peterson had them. I will say though that typically you wouldn't say you wouldn't see this many players at once you know maybe you'd give three guys a day off on Wednesday and you give another three guys a day off on Thursday they gave everybody off on the same day sort of like a baseball manager with load management you don't want to sit all your veterans at one time you want you want to you want to stagger it so you have a better performance in your lineup but I got to tell you, I, I mean, maybe this isn't Nick Sirianni. We, we went back and we talked about day one of practice and how it was set up. A lot of this is the medical staff. A lot of this is the training staff. This is the new era of the NFL where the goal is to get the key players healthy uh, to week one and hopefully get them as close to 17 games as possible. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw a note come out about Carson Wentz. so I don't want to get lost in the weeds on that. Well, but that's before, probably
2: the biggest story today. That is actually. the
1: biggest story. Do you yeah. want to talk about that now, or should we move that to the very end of the uh, end of the recap?
2: Well, this is I, I will say this because it is important for the Eagles moving forward. It's why I always say on birds three sixty-five, potentially three first round picks in twenty twenty-two, because This is always a real scenario. I think people kind of say three first-round picks. The Eagles have three first – no, they don't. They might have three first-round picks. And that third one is all tied uh, to the playing uh, status of Carson Wentz. He's got to hit uh, 75% or 70% if the Colts make the playoffs of the team snaps. So two things could happen. Injury, which has already happened – Or poor performance and the Colts just might sit him down and say, guess what? We don't want to lose a first-round pick. Um, So it was never a fait accompli. And this makes it obviously uh, even dicier because Carson's going to see Dr. Robert Anderson, who is, you know, he is the foot guy uh, around the NFL, uh, some bad early reports about uh, broken bone, potential ligament damage. This could be an issue for the Eagles. It's obviously an issue for the Colts.
1: Oh boy. Three days into the start of the 2021 camp uh, day three recap with John McMullen. I know we uh, you talked specifically uh, about Brendan Brooks yesterday uh, and him leaving the field. Now our conversation led to, uh, a precautionary, a reference to him leaving as precautionary. Was there any follow-up on that today, or is there any news on him today?
2: Yeah, he was um, listed as day-to-day, so that's good news. Uh, you know, typically the Eagles use that day-to-day, week-to-week or, or you know, uh, undetermined amount of time. Obviously, week-to-week has, in the past, met multiple weeks. Uh, So day-to-day is very good news for Brandon Brooks. And by the way, if he was healthy, he would have been another guy in that over-30 club he wouldn't have practiced today anyway. So if he ends up coming back Saturday, he's not going to miss time at all. But we'll see. He's been listed as day-to-day, and it is not serious. So so that part of it is certainly good news. John, let me ask you
1: about go back to the uh, opening conversation tonight on football 24-7 and your synopsis um, in your opening statements about practice being stopped or shut down, not shut down, but brought to a halt by new head coach, uh, Nick Sirianni. What did you see? Is it defined sloppy for me? Is it is it poor interest is it uh what is it what was it that triggered a a huddle i guess in the middle of the field to get everybody back in line
2: well i i think it's more remember this is an offensive head coach and the offense has not performed well in, in the first three days of practice so i think it was a little frustration and you know, what he describes as sloppiness, and we'll get to talk to Nick, I believe, tomorrow, um, might be lack of talent. Uh, that could be the worst scenario, uh, to be honest. You can deal with sloppy uh, because guys can be unsloppy. Uh, look, other than the offensive line, and remember, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, uh, Lane Johnson, Isaac Samalo, none of them were practicing today. Um, so outside of that offensive line, typically there's a lot of unproven players around the Eagles. Uh, take out the tight ends who are relative. Zach Ertz didn't practice as well. Um, you know, that skill position group, very unproven. For all we talk about the talent of Devontae Smith, he's never played in the NFL game. Uh, Travis Wogan was back uh, in the lineup after missing a day of practice. Greg Ward was back. These are not great players, Crousey. Uh Miles Sanders, uh, you know, I, I think has shown tremendous signs as far as work ethic. Uh, you know, one of Jalen Hurts' best throws of the practice was a pretty much perfect back shoulder throw to Miles Sanders. In the red zone, and he dropped the football, and that was a problem last year. So, and that I, comes on that comes off
1: of your report. I think it was yesterday where Sanders was yeah. uh, being fired bad footballs or bad passes to work on some of that hand eye coordination.
2: Yeah, and before practice today. And, and Xander will probably have this up at some point. I, I got video of him working on the jugs machine. So he's working very hard at it. But, you know, with the lights on, so to speak, and, and the lights aren't bright, it's not game day, but it's, you know, practice and, and full speed and all that. The ball is there. You know, there was good coverage from Davion Taylor, but it's a ball you got to catch, and he didn't catch it.
1: Let me get you to respond or react, and I'm gonna parapha- I'm gonna paraphrase uh, Johnny Mack, a tweet uh, that I saw from Derek Gunn today, um, who was down at practice. And Gunner put out a tweet um, basically referencing that this team has a long way to go. <laughs> you know now, now, that as obvious as that may sound, it's also a very telling statement um, right now,
2: right? Yeah. I, 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 they have not looked good offensively. That's how I, I kind of answered Gunner's tweet. Um, I think, to be honest, I've been surprised how good the defense has looked. But I, but I also said that's kind of a chicken and an egg thing uh, because maybe the defense is looking good because the offense is so bad. So you kind of don't know. But what I can tell you is the offense has not looked good. And the head coach is an offensive guy, and that's why he was upset. Simple as that.
1: NFL insider John McMullen, of course, on Football 24-7. I believe there will be 18 of these reports. It's the Eagles camp, inside Eagles camp. Today is the day three camp report. Uh, on this Friday, John, practice tomorrow. I think if I remember correctly from your report yesterday, uh tomorrow is a Saturday evening practice five thirty, I think you referenced as a start time. What's it look like for tomorrow?
2: Yeah, five thirty. the NFL uh network is doing a league wide sort of kickoff training camp special uh where they will be. At all 32 training camps. First time they've ever done it. So that's why the timing. Is a little bit different. Because obviously TV rules all. And TV gets what they want. And obviously. The NFL network. Wants to get this thing. As close to prime time. As possible. So uh, yeah. We all got to adjust our schedules. The practices. You know. Because the TV cameras are going to be there, so to speak, I have a feeling the Eagles aren't going to show much. Uh, And then Monday, I think it's going to be the bigger day because Monday, and this is tentative still, I haven't gotten this officially, but I expect Monday to be the first day they put the pads on.
1: Let's talk some specifics. Day three, Jalen Hurts, uh, Let's expand a little bit, if you will, uh, John, um, on what day three was compared to day two versus the start of day one. because I think day one, unofficially, you had them at a pr- approximately 5 out of 15 and not sharp. Uh, in that red zone uh, red zone work, uh, day two, uh, much better uh, accuracy, I think, had to be better because this completion percentage was higher uh, in day two. Again, all unofficial. Uh, day three, Jalen Hurts. You sit, you 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 say what you've seen. What? Um, how do you get into the nitty gritty on his day today? A
2: little bit better, and, you know, that's what Nick Sirianni said about his whole team. We want to get better each day, and actually it has been incremental. He was a little bit better in day two, a little bit better in day, day three. Still not good enough, but he had his best row today. Um, it was a rope, and I wrote about this on, on Sports Illustrated, for everybody wants to go over there and read my practice report, but he threw a, just a rope to Dallas Goddard in the red zone. Davion Taylor, again, was all over Goddard. It's just a perfect throw, great catch, touchdown, uh, probably the certainly one of the best plays of the day for the offense. And I was right there uh, at the back of the end zone. Uh, Dallas caught the football maybe, you know, 10 yards away from me. Um, I saw the whole play sort of unfurl and then I said to myself, wow, that's a great throw. But then, you know, I saw the play and from the moment Jalen took the football, his eyes were on Dallas Goddard. I mean, from the moment he took the football from the center, you knew where the football was going and he bit it into a tight window. Um, So, All credit to him. But that's not necessarily going to work against, you know, a savvy coverage player who's going to see those eyes focusing in on one player. Who knows? They might jump the route, whatever happens. Um, So the good part is the throw. The bad part was he's not looking off receivers. He's he's, he's focusing in. Now, when he did look off receivers – and he did do that, looked to his left, came back to his right, the throw was very inaccurate. So that's a concern for me. That is a concern. When he's taking his eye off the target, he becomes inaccurate. And bottom line, you can't play quarterback in the NFL successfully unless you can look off coverages, come back, and be – you know, pinpoint accurate. I haven't seen that from Jalen yet. I don't know if anybody's paying
1: attention or if he's done anything, uh, at camp so far. Um, has Joe Flacco made any noise, uh, at at all with reps that
2: he's had with the offense? Well, as I said, the offense hasn't, uh, uh, played well as a whole. Joe had a great throw to a rookie receiver by the name of, uh, Jamon Osborne from Texas A&M, uh, doing exactly what I said. Jalen has to learn how to do. You know, Joe's been around for a long time, so he looked off the coverage, came back, uh, threw a perfect pinpoint pass, uh, turned out to be a touchdown. We know what Joe Flacco is at this age, though. I mean, he he's, he doesn't have mobility. Um, he's got to throw it from the pocket. Uh, and he's had some serious injuries. So I think he's a good backup, but you don't want him playing significant number of snaps. And also Nick Mullins is the third string quarterback. He probably had the best throw of the day, which was uh, a perfect seam throw to another undrafted rookie, a tight end uh, Jack Stoll. Um, So everybody had good throws, uh, a lot of bad throws mixed in as well. Day three,
1: also for the new toy, Devontae Smith, John, Um, the reports about Devontae have been really good so far in terms of at least with the caveat, with the the disclaimer that he's never played uh, a, a down in a professional football game. Uh, Day three for Devontae Smith. What did you see out of Devontae?
2: Well, Devontae's got uh, a tremendous amount of talent. There's no question about that. I I am concerned. The Eagles uh, put out an interesting uh, formation. They had five receivers on the field uh, in the red zone. Four were stacked on one side. Devontae Smith was by himself on the back end, and Stephen Nelson, uh, who, by the way, prefers to, to be called Steve, so I have to get used to that. So okay. Steve Nelson uh, was in coverage. He's a veteran guy. He knew what was coming. He knew what was coming. The four guys were a decoy. They were trying to get Smith one-on-one on the backside. Boy, and Stephen Nelson lit him up. I mean, he lit him up in press coverage, and that's my concern. That's my concern. NFL corners understand what's going on. They can be very physical. Now, they do have officials at practice most days. There was a flag thrown, but I got to tell you, Krause, the flag was thrown because Steven Nelson just beat the living you-know-what out of DeMonte Smith and throw him out of bounds. That's a concern for me. Because you gotta be able to be strong enough to get off press coverage in the NFL. That's my concern with Devontae Smith. Is he big enough? Is he strong enough? Can he be physical enough? He got lit up today. I will say that and and in press coverage, which by the way, the Eagles shouldn't even be doing to that. That's another this, this camp has been very physical. Nick Sirianni might be getting a call about fines from the NFL if they keep going down the route they're going.
1: Did Nick Sirianni, head coach Nick Sirianni, declare a winner after day two, offense no. or defense?
2: No. Well, Nick, we haven't talked to Nick since day one. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, I believe, we're going to talk to him after tomorrow's practice. Uh, he's going to get asked that question about day two and day three. He's probably, as I, I think I said on the show, he's probably not going to be happy that Lane Johnson let the cat out of that bag. He doesn't want to do that. He certainly doesn't want to say defense, defense, defense every day. Um, it does
1: sound like that's what you would say, John. I know you're not coaching the team, but obviously, you know, observation-wise, you're watching it, you're you're seeing it right in front of you. You're you know, you're qualified to make the statement. Is it is it defense, defense, defense on the first three days? One
2: and three were blowouts for the defense. Two was closer. Uh and and I believe he gave it to the offense, although uh, I think it was Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah, it was Ryan. We talked to him today. He he said there was some uh, dispute from the, the defensive players. So day two was a lot closer, but day one and today, yeah, it was all defense, all defense. Did, did you mention Kerrigan's
1: name as being part of? Uh, yeah, he was vet, one the of veterans the, yeah. off. Was he yeah. one of the veterans off today? Uh, was Darius Slay one of the veterans yes. off today? Yeah. Okay. Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel with NFL insider John McMullen, co-host of uh, Birds 365. Remember all 18 days of Eagles camp. We'll get a great synopsis and a complete uh, breakdown uh, from uh, John McMullen. John, before we uh, move along uh, and let you end your Friday, um, we didn't get specific uh, on defense today was there anything anything from the defensive side of the ball that is worth noting that we may not have talked about so far since we spent most of the darn conversation talking about the offense
2: yeah josh went uh, he was a monster today um he's in a contract year I, I think he's one of the most underrated players on the eagles um There's some concern about his knee. Uh, The Eagles, the previous regime, so to speak, always had him on a pitch count uh, because he had a really, really bad injury coming out of high school. He was actually one of the top recruits in the country going to Florida State, and he had this catastrophic injury, and it took him a long time to get back to where he once was. Now, Josh says his leg is completely fine, the Eagles always told me they wanted to keep him on the pitch count, but I got to tell you, he is turning into a heck of a player. I don't know how you keep him off the field if he continues to play the way he's playing. You know,
1: Barrett Brooks made a um, a very defined statement on Tuesday night before camp um, – actually got underway uh, on Wednesday, John. And and Barrett said, you're going to know what type of team you are by the fourth game of the season. I wonder if maybe you know what type of team you are sooner than that. Is it possible to know what type of team you are right now? three days into camp
2: well i think they are going to be better than people expect on the defensive side of the ball Mm -hmm. because i think the defensive line is really really good and really really deep and i think steve nelson is a bigger pickup than people realize because now you have competency opposite Darius Slay, it also allows Avante Maddox uh, to move into his natural position, which is slot, corner. Um, So there's sort of a domino effect there. Davion Taylor, to me, has been one of the surprises of camp early. He was so raw, uh, but he's so fast. He's so athletic. I think I mentioned on the show yesterday This is a linebacker who runs 21 miles per hour on the GPS. Tyreek Hill runs 22 at top Mm. speed. That's how fast he is. So it's pretty clear they want to get him on the field. I don't know if he's got the savvy to be on the field, but he's going to get – they're giving him so many reps to try to get him up to speed. If if they can get him out there and be successful – With that developmental project, so to speak, that's going to help this team immensely. And then on the back end, I think once Rodney McLeod gets back, and if it's not week one, he's going to be back early in the season. It's going to be relatively quickly, week two, week three, whatever. Um, You're going to be fine with him and Anthony Harris. So I think the defense is going to be better than people expect. The offense, look, it's the offensive line and not much else right now.
1: I know on Monday, John, Alex Singleton was not able to practice. I believe he was in a COVID protocol. Um, no. Is that still the case? Yeah, they
2: have they have three players on the COVID list. Uh, Alex is one of them. Andrew Adams, who is a free agent signing from Tampa Bay. Uh, and Matt Leo, who was their international pathway program player from Australia. Uh, they're the three COVID players. They're still on the COVID list. How um, long do they
1: stay there, John?
2: Well, it depends if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I would say that the timing and how long they've been on the list indicates that they're in the group that is unvaccinated.
1: Last thought from uh, NFL insider, John uh, McMullen. Uh, We talked on Monday about Andre Dillard and Jordan Milata. We talked uh, on, or not Monday, on day one. On day two, uh, it was flipped. Milata got his uh, shot. Uh, Day three, was there Andre Dillard, Jordan Milata? What did that look like today?
2: It was Dillard, so they're going back and forth okay. as expected. So it'll probably be Jordan uh, tomorrow. I thought Andre was fine. There's some other people. I saw Jeff McLean, My buddy Jeff McClain said he didn't think he played well. So there's different. I, I think the bigger – it. And remember, again, there was no Kelsey. Andre was the only starter, if you want to call it starter. Uh, Say Amala was out. Uh, Nate Herbig was in at left guard. Luke Chiriga was the center, Matt Pryor was the right guard, Jack Driscoll was the right tackle. Look, they were not good, so I think that made Andre look a little bit worse than maybe if those four other guys were out there. Um, I thought he was fine today, but you know this is going to be a battle, and I think it's going to be one, one, one or lost when the pads come on. You're I mean. Speaking. You got to be physical on the offensive line.
1: Speaking of that, John, is the head coach Nick Sirianni's competition for open slots still holding firm and holding through? I guess he just gave a good example of it with Dillard getting the start uh, today. But do you see? Does that seem to be still in rhythm?
2: Well, I, I mean, yes and no. I, I, at the players, there is uncertainty. There's competition. But you saw it by all the veterans. They're not competing. They're, they're giving the day off because, because they're entrenched. They're the opposite of competing. Nobody's competing with Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham, even Ryan Kerrigan. Certainly not Darius Slay. Nobody's competing with Jason Kelsey. Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz, if he's here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but at the positions where there is uncertainty, linebacker, they're looking at a lot of different bodies. Uh, left tackle, they're, they're rotating each day. Um, you know, safety next to Anthony Harris, uh, they've been rotating – Kayvon Wallace and Marcus Epps as they wait for Rodney McLeod to get back. So the places, there is uncertainty, there is competition. But, but you you can tell by all the veteran days today, there's no competition with those guys. Those guys are set.
1: John, I want to leave you with this. Be sure that you... Tune in to the Jacob Media YouTube channel on Monday. Major new programming announcement coming Uh on Monday. Very excited about it. That will be on Monday where you'll be at camp. Um, Jeff Kerr, by the way, doing a great job holding down the chair Uh, on birds 365 and a great job done by you as well inside Eagles camp day three recap with NFL insider, uh, John McMullen, before we say goodbye, uh, we leave you with John McMullen's selection for his game ball today, uh, game from, ball. uh, from practice, uh, who, uh, gets there. There is no game ball, uh, but who gets the John McMullen, the, uh, tip the, that, the tip of the cap, John, who gets it from practice today?
2: Uh, Joshua, not close right away today. Dominated poor Jack Driscoll. I feel bad for Jack Driscoll. I hope Jack is doing well because he got beaten up today. Joshua was tremendous, uh, Easy game ball today. Yesterday, I had to think about it. All right. Great
1: stuff from NFL insider John McMullen here on Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We'll see you tomorrow night. John McMullen, hat tip to you, my friend. Great job all week on the first three days of coverage.
0: All right. Thank you, Crossy.